Welcome to the show. It's Out of Bounds with Dylan James. I am your host, Dylan James, and alongside me, as always, is JT. JT, hello, sir. What's up, people? How you doing? So, as you have, might, you might have seen on Twitter, on Facebook, on um, this podcast, actually, the new photo that we're using for the podcast. Yes, I finally made the cover. He did make the cover. <laughs> I mean, you're you're very very classy in the cover. Why? Oh, thank you. Dylan. I love the vest you got going on. You know, you got a good look going on, JT. Well, I got that from Tony Rafai. You know, it's, it's very <laughs> GQ. All you need for Tony Rafai's level are the yellow sunglasses. Of course, you need look, those. Look like Bono. Next next time we have a photo <laughs> shoot. Next time we have a photo shoot, we need to ask him for those. Yes, because he probably has some spares laying around. Well. If we hit our subscriber goal and do our romping thing. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Don't bring that up yet. Uh, it's still in the works. Maybe I'll get my, I'll borrow Just erase sunglasses. that from your memories. <laughs> if you're listening right now, you did not hear anything about a competition or whatnot. It's not set in stone yet. Yes. We're still working on it. We're That's still just, working on it. This is one of the ideas, even though it's not my, it's in production. It's not a popular one, but it's fine. We'll see. We're, we're, we're just coming up with some ideas. So if you got any ideas, what we should do guys, please hit us up on our Twitter page, Facebook. Yeah. Email Let us. Let us know what ideas we should do with our 1000 subscriber goal. Yes, exactly. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Hopefully we'll get some more answers about it by next weekend and we'll go from there. So I'm very excited today because my Nashville Predators just got to the Stanley Cup Finals and they're heading to Pittsburgh. Yep, they'll be in Pittsburgh on Monday night. Yeah, we'll talk more about that during the show a little bit later on in the NHL segment, but I'm just very excited. I know that the city of Nashville is beside themselves right now. Um, We're actually going to Nashville next weekend. We're doing a special edition of the podcast in Nashville. So that's going to be very exciting. We're going to be doing some cool things there. Road trip. Road trip. We're going to have a little video going on too. We're going to have some YouTube action happening too. So watch out for that. We'll be posting those videos on Facebook, Twitter, everything. The website too. And we'll be doing some Facebook Lives as well. So keep an eye out for that. We'll talk more about it um, on our social media. So definitely follow us at OOB Podcast on Twitter. OOB podcast on Facebook and our website out of bounds And feel free to email us. If you have any ideas when we're in Nashville, where we should go eat when we're in Nashville, things yeah. like that. So, uh, Dylan at out of bounds podcast.com or JT at out of pod- out of bounds podcast.com. So hit us up there. So to start the show today, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL news. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs, um, Stanley cup final as well. Like we referred to earlier, some football. My football recap of the week. Yes, sir. Uh, some miscellaneous things. And last but not least, we'll end off with winners and losers and final thoughts. So starting out with the NFL, Colin Kaepernick and RG3 are two names that are being popped around in Seattle for the backup position there to back up Russell Wilson. So JT, I'll toss it over to you first. Colin Kaepernick or RG3? Who do you think the Seattle Seahawks should choose as the backup there? To me, Dylan, it's a no-brainer. You got to go with Colin Kaepernick. He's obviously played in the division with the 49ers. He's led a team to the Super Bowl. He's. I think the issue with Colin Kaepernick is him trying to decide, does he want to stay a starter or is he willing to be a backup? 
and figure out the money wise because I think that's kind of the big deal between why it's a hold up with Kaepernick and the Seahawks. So to me, the Seahawks they could give him like a minimum multi year deal or maybe just a one year salary type of thing just to bring him in. And Russell Westbrook, I didn't Russell Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Wilson. Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> Russell Wilson. It's another Russell. It's fine. Russell Wilson. Um, I I believe he got injured two or three times during the Seahawks this past season. So they're concerned a little bit about his health. And they have uh, Boykins, I believe, is their backup. He went to TCU. So they need want an experienced backup just in case something was to happen to Russell Wilson. So to me, you got to go with Kaepernick. Look, RG3, he's my boy. I know I went to high school with him. He's he's trying to make a comeback after those devastating injuries had coming in the league and everything, but teams are going to shy away from him because of his injury, his knees and everything, and he just he didn't light it up in Cleveland. <laughs> he he certainly didn't. And if I'm RG three, look man, I know you want to play, but personally, just sit out for a little longer. You know, quarterbacks are going to get injured, and if during a regular season, and if that happens, I'm sure he'll get an opportunity. Or, you know, the Canadian Football League starts in two months, starts in, G- in July. So he still has that option as well. But to me, if I'm the Seahawks, it's a no-brainer. You go with Colin Kaepernick. I agree with you. I mean, I, I would I would say that Seattle would not want that sort of media media heavy person. I, I don't I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, Colin Kaepernick drew a lot of attention to himself last season with the whole kneeling thing and not wanting to be patriotic and, and being very boisterous about his beliefs and whatnot. So I think that Seattle is kind of hesitant when it comes to that point, because Colin is a very good quarterback. Um, you know, he, he is, he is kind of like Russell Wilson. I mean, he has that, that kind of tendency to, roll out of the pocket, definitely uh, throw on the run. He has a great arm, a very strong arm. So I, I, I see Colin thriving more in that system than RG3, but I have a feeling either A, there are going to be one or two things happening in this whole situation. Either A, they're not going to be able to come to the same terms that Colin's looking for. They're not going to be able to come to the number that Colin is looking for because he's wanting starting quarterback money, even if he's not the starting quarterback. And I don't think that's going to happen. So Collins either a not going to go because of contract because of the money issue or B they're not going to bring him on because of, like I said before, he just brings a lot of attention to himself in the media. I, I think that they don't really want that right now, especially with the whole, um, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, Pete Carroll situation they have in Seattle right now. There's a lot of attention on them right now. And I don't think they want even more attention with them because Colin Kaepernick is on the team. So it's going to be hard to bring in Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I, I do think that he is a better quarterback than RG3. However, um, you got to look at baggage too. And Colin has a lot of baggage. So I think that they might be able to look past RG3's injury history um, because of the options at quarterback. So we'll see what happens in Seattle. I'm, I'm not really sure who they'll be able to sign. They might even sign somebody out of the blue that we don't even know about. You know, that might be an option. We don't really know yet. So those are the two names that are being tossed around in Seattle, though, that are the main names. Well, I guess Seattle's not going to get much sleep then, are they? Nope. I think <laughs> I guess they're going to be uh, sleepless in Seattle. Great. Anyway, um, next topic, we're going to go over to Tampa because Tampa is getting Super Bowl 55. Yeah, Super Bowl 55. That's in 2020. 55. I just couldn't read Roman numerals. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Super Bowl 55. <laughs> 
Los Angeles will host the Super Bowl 56. for 56. Yes. So 2021. My thoughts on this whole thing is that I'm glad the NFL is standing up for the rules they have set set in stone. That's a good thing. They need to start doing that more often. Mm-hmm. Because that that doesn't happen. Well, I don't know, Dylan. I mean, the NFL they they with this, yes, they decide to stick to their policy. But recently, they've kind of gone a one eighty on the overtime rules. It's going to go down from fifteen to ten minutes, and you you can have fun when you score a touchdown. Now you can do snow angels. You can do this. yeah, true, very true. Yeah, I <laughs> so that's, completely that's, understand. That's crazy. That's except you cannot dunk the football on the goalpost. You can't do that. No, um, but you know, uh, I think that those two rules are actually really good. I think it's good for the league. I think it's good to see somebody excited for scoring a touchdown. They should be able to to celebrate with the quote-unquote prop they have in their hand, which is the football that they're paid to play with every day. Like I, I think that it's good that they're actually giving them some leniency when it comes to that kind of rule. I'm just talking about rules like pass interference, rules like offsides, rules like encroachment, things like that. They're not very, uh, and also you look at the rules when it comes to players that um, are involved with domestic violence and things like that. They're not going by the rules in those situations. So I think they need to kind of look at this and say, um, maybe we need to follow our rules more closely than we have in the past. So I think it's a good thing that they are following their rules now. I think it's good that Los Angeles will not get the first Super Bowl. And with it, when it comes to Super Bowls, when it comes to these new stadiums getting Super Bowls, do you think it's a good idea for the NFL to just be focusing on new stadiums? Or do you think they should be showing, shining a light on stadiums like Soldier Field in Chicago or Lambeau Field in Green Bay? Those stadiums, it seems like they're kind of left out in the dark. Or it's making those teams rethink their strategy and say, hmm, if we build a brand new stadium here, then we'll get a Super Bowl in five years. That's very true, Dylan. But you got to think about what's going on in sports right now with stadiums and uh, teams trying to get public money to build these new stadiums. For, for the NFL, it's all about revenue. So it's easy, like with a new stadium, you got new tickets, new stadium new concert events, multi-events going on there. And you're in the NFL, if you build a new stadium, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a new Super Bowl. I'm sure Atlanta, they got a new stadium opening up this upcoming season for the Falcons. So they're going to get a Super Bowl. And we know Minnesota, the Vikings, they're going to get the Super Bowl. I believe they're doing either next year or 2019. Something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. So um, that's kind of the trend. But I see what you're saying. Like, why does the NFL take a chance on places like Chicago or or Green Bay, or even Seattle. We know Seattle, they support their sports with anything. So I, I totally see where you're coming from. But my concern is, you know, those teams in those cities, they're going to have to do some serious renovations, and some of that's going to cost public money. And public money is not popular right now. It's either you use your own money to buy it, or you're going to be out of town. Look what happened with the Chargers. So yeah. that's just something that teams got to think about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you think of some of the stadiums that do need work. I mean, even our stadium in Nashville needs work. Nissan Stadium needs, I forgot how much it was. I think it was like $250 million worth of upgrades to that stadium to bring it up to the level of stadiums that are um, getting created right now in the NFL. So, you know, you got to the, weigh the pros and cons when it comes to being a, a franchise in the National Football League 
Um, do I want a brand new stadium or do I want to put so much money into this old stadium to keep it up? And if you have the opportunity to get a Super Bowl, then they're probably going to choose the former because they can get that new stadium, get a Super Bowl, have more income coming into the city, and go from there. So, you know, I think we'll see a lot more new stadiums popping up in the next within the next 10 years. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an, an uptick in new stadiums because for a while there was a drought of new stadiums. Like the newest stadium up until like 2010, I believe, was like Nissan Stadium. That was probably I, one of the newest. I thought it was the Cowboy Stadium. Oh, well, no, Ca- Cowboy Stadium, yeah. But, I mean, uh, before Cowboy well, Stadium. Then, well, opened, there is MetLife, but that was like 2012, I think it was. Something like that. So, I mean. But it, those are like the two most recent ones before we got the one in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then uh, I know the, the, the New Orleans uh, the Saints, they had the Yankees and Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl, but they did some renovations with that yeah. over there. Yeah. And, then, of course, we know about the Vikings. The, the, the Chargers and the Rams will have their new stadium as well. That's just and crazy. The 49ers, that's right. Levi Stadium, that's another one. That's just crazy. I mean, it, it, there's so many so many new stadiums popping up. But of and course, let's not forget the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some time to get used to. I know, I know. It doesn't sound weird. It just sounds Oakland weird. sounds better. <laughs> Oakland sounds a lot better. Uh, let's go to f- some free agency news. Victor Cruz, this is the biggest news of the week. Victor Cruz signed with the Bears... JT, do you think that's the right move for the Chicago Bears? Or the right move for Victor Cruz? The Bears. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Victor Cruz, I understand why he went with the money and they were offering him and he probably thought it was a good deal. But my question is, is who's going to throw the quarterback to him? Who's going to throw the ball to him? And right now, we know we talked. I think we talked about this like last week or two weeks ago about the Bears situation. And we know we got... Uh, we know we got Trubisky as the backup there, and it's gonna be. And you got um, who's who's the quarterback they, they gave all that? John money Glennon. John Glennon. Yeah. Not John Mike, Glennon. Mike Glennon. Mike there, Glennon. You there you go. There you go. I knew it was something. So, <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. I just don't think he's gonna get the ball much, but we'll we'll see. I, if, I, if I were Ray Cruz, I would have waited just in case some big wide receiver went down. But hey, I mean, you gotta get your opportunity where you can. So maybe that's just the way he's looking at him. Who knows? Maybe it might work out. We'll see. Maybe, I mean, and most likely this is, what, a one-year deal? Yeah, I think it's, it's a one-year one year deal. deal, which is good, which is good for him. So he can actually have some publicity, I guess you could say, because there, be, there are going to be eyes on Chicago anyway. There's eyes on Chicago every single year, especially with John Fox being there. There's going to be eyes on Chicago. So I think that Victor Cruz did make a good move going there so that he can have one year of solid work on his resume to where he could possibly go to an NF, uh, go to a Super Bowl contender next year. Um, Titans, I'm looking at you. Uh, if you need a wide receiver, Victor Cruz might be there. You can pop, pick him up for, you know, a good price probably. Anyway, uh, so I think he's waiting for that Super Bowl contender to come around and say, you know what? We need the services of Victor Cruz to be on our team. And they might be able to have him come on the team and he might get a Super Bowl ring before he retires because he's getting to that age. He's not there yet. He has a few more years left, but he's getting to that age to where he could be, you know, in retirement talks. So, um, hopefully Victor Cruz does do well in Chicago. I wish him all the best because he is a good wide receiver. He's, he's very fun to watch salsa dancing in the end zone when he scores touchdowns. So we'll see if he uh, is able to do so when he's in Chicago, getting thrown to Mike Glennon, John Glennon, uh, whoever it is in Chicago, Trubisky, Trubisky, Ryan Campbell's boy, probably Trubisky. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If Trubisky became the starter there, but neither here nor there. Uh, Chip Kelly. 
Some college football news. Yes, Chip Kelly is joining ESPN as a studio analyst after not having a successful NFL career. Nope, it didn't work out with the Eagles and it didn't work out with the 49ers. I mean, the last rumor I heard was he was trying to get something in Jacksonville as like an offensive coordinator job, but that fell through and he just decided, well, ESPN, they're hiring, obviously, so... uh, might as well go there and see what I can do. And, and it might work out because ESPN has plenty of time where coaches, that they'll be studio anal- analysts. Uh, I think Manny Johnson was an analyst for a while before yeah. he took the big job with the Lakers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've seen it plenty of times where players or, or, or coaches, they, they go do t- television for a while and then someone will give them off for go back. I, I, I believe Chip Kelly's going to end up in college football. To me, that's where he he's gonna, he's been successful. He belongs there. He's gonna go he really there. Really does. And you know, some big program if they're not doing good. I mean, who knows? LSU. Well, USC, I think will be okay. Your your boys, Tennessee. I mean, hope I hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. Texas. I mean, I'm sure Tom Herman will get around, but who knows? Um, Florida State. Jimbo Fisher decides to leave, so you never know. I think Chip Kelly will have plenty of suitors whenever college football season wraps up in the fall. So I agree. We'll see what happens. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a good fit for ESPN, even though ESPN is a sinking ship right now. <laughs> I would not want to be on it, but, you know, Chip Kelly decides, hey, there's some money being thrown at me for me to talk football still. Sure. I'm not working half as much as I would be if I was a, you know, coach somewhere in the NFL or college. I'm sure he's still has he still has the bug, though, to be a coach somewhere. But if money is being tossed at you, it's kind of hard to say no. So... If I was a coach and I didn't have anywhere else to go and ESPN said, hey, here's a stack full of cash. You want some? <laughs> sure. I'll Street take some of your me. I'll take some of your treasure ship cash because you're sinking real quick. <laughs> the Titanic. I, ESPN's the Titanic. It's awful. Well, at least they're not Fox. <laughs> True. But Fox is doing better than them. Yes, though. they Fox, are getting better. Their stock is rising, man. NBC's getting good, too, and mm-hmm. CBS. Even though ES, NBC's announcers for hockey oh. <laughs> are absolutely I awful. I knew was coming. Yeah, they're <laughs> awful. Oh my gosh. Get rid of them. Mike Milbury should be fired. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to hockey, we'll go ahead and do a quick recap of what happened in the NBA finals or NBA finals, the NBA playoffs. Excuse me. We're getting to the NBA finals. Exactly. Now, if you've been under a rock, that's okay. You didn't miss much because the two teams that we've been saying all along that are going to be in the NBA finals is exactly what happened. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors for the third straight time now. Third straight time now, they are in the NBA Finals. That's absolutely phenomenal. I, even though you know, I don't like it's either phenomenal, team. Phenomenal, yes. But LeBron James getting to what? This is a seventh NBA the Finals. Seventh now? straight seven? NBA Finals. Not five. Not six. Not seven. <laughs> <laughs> not one. Not two. <laughs> not three. Uh, it's crazy because he's been with two separate teams. He's the first player in NBA history who has taken two teams to the NBA Finals four times. He's been eight times total. It's ridiculous. It's insane how good he is, even though I do not like him at all. I do. We've talked about this. Yes, we I have. do not like LeBron James at all. But I have to hand it to the guy. He can take a team to the Finals. If you want to win a, a ring, go to Cleveland <laughs> because... He's going to get you a ring. And, yeah, it's just, it's insane. No, like I said, this NBA final NBA final is going to be a, a classic to me. 
Personally, I believe the Warriors are going to bounce back after they blew that 3-1 series lead last season to the Cavaliers in the final. I think they will bounce back in. Because it's like a redeeming thing. That's why they brought in Kevin Durant to, to make the moves. And as you saw what happened to my Spurs, without Tony Parker, without Kawhi Leonard, we're not much. So yeah. so we really struggled uh, against the the Warriors. And I mean, what can you do? I mean, the Spurs did everything we could, and we just couldn't slow them down. They were shooting threes all over the place, and that's how they beat us. And in the last game, I believe Durant, he had 29 points. Steph Curry had 36 points. Uh, Manu Ginobili, he's 39 you know, he's trying to do the best he can. He played 32 minutes that night, and he only got 15 points. So, LaMarcus Aldridge had a quiet night. And the Spurs, I mean, I hope Kawhi Leonard gets better. You know, the Spurs, we have nothing to be disappointed about. We had a great season. We, we knew the Warriors were team to beat. And at least we didn't get knocked out in the first round we did the year before against the Clippers. So, I think the Spurs, Popovich is going to stay there. I think Ginobili is going to retire. So, like I said, those guys are facing out one Duncan, Ginobili. Uh, Parker, I think he's still got a year or two left before he decides to hang him up. So we'll see what happens with that. In the East, though, with the Cavaliers, wow, the Cavaliers really took it to the Celtics. The Celtics somehow came back from, I think, 25 points to win game three. And then The Isaiah thing is, though, I said on this show that the Celtics were going to get swept. Well, I really close. thought it was going to. But I cannot believe they won one game. I am so disappointed in Boston for winning a game when I told everybody they made me look bad on this show. But the thing that was crazy was when they won game three, they won that game without Isaiah Thomas. Again. He didn't even play. They made. And they, and they were down big. They were down by like 27 points, and they came back and won that game. They made me look bad. That was crazy. I'm but very Le- I'm but, very upset with the Celtics right now. But LeBron Especially got, Isaiah Thomas. Well, I think Pete the Driver is the only person who can be upset with the Celtics because he's from Boston. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm still upset. <laughs> But no, the the Cavaliers they they did it. They got through in the the Cavaliers and the Warriors. It's going to be a rematch again, and they will start tip off on June first. During this series in the Eastern Conference Finals, though, um, LeBron James actually passed Michael Jordan for most points scored in a postseason and in, right. in the postseason in history. Um, in his postseason history, um, in the league. So at this point. Is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? No. I mean, what what does he need to do? I mean, I I don't think so either. I think he still needs to win a few more rings before we can even put him in the same conversation as Michael well, Jordan. Well, and that was my point. I mean, I to me, everyone always talks about who's better: LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, all these type of players. And to me, people got to understand these players all played in different eras, like. Remember, Jordan, when he was playing, it took him a while before he started winning championships. He had to go through the Celtics, the bad the the, the, the bad boy Pistons, and LeBron James. He, of course, he had his struggles with the Celtics. And then he decided to take his town to South Beach and, and uh, win with the Heat. So, LeBron, there's no question. He's the best player in the NBA. No question about it. Just like Sidney Crosby, best player in the NHL. No, no question about it. So... And LeBron James, like you mentioned, he, he's carried two teams to NBA Finals year after year after year. So, so I agree. To me, LeBron, if if he if the Cavaliers can get on a streak and win, like make, let's say three straight, uh, like they won last year, so let's say they win this year and then they win next year, mm-hmm. you know he'll be. Then that's when I'll start putting him up there with Jordan. Now I know Jordan won six titles. 
I don't think LeBron's going to be able to get six titles. But if he can get, let's say, four, you know, he, he'll be right up there. He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. No yeah, oh yeah, it. he'll be a Hall of Fame player. Because the thing is, with Michael Jordan, when he came into the game of basketball, he revolutionized the game of basketball. And I don't think LeBron James has done that. He's played the same format that we've had for, well, since Michael Jordan came into the league. He's playing that same exact format that we've had since then. And I don't think he's changed anything about the game to make it better. I, I think that he's just come in. He's a dominant player. Yes, he's a very, very good player. And also, you look at Michael Jordan, you look at LeBron James. Michael Jordan, he plays very, very well under pressure. When the spotlight is on, he's on. And with LeBron James, as you saw in Game 3 of this past series with the Celtics, he was not on. He had 11 points in that game. 11. When he's usually averaging, what, 20, 30 game, points a game? Like, yeah. he's carrying the team on his back. He got 35 points in their last game. So, you know, you, you look at that and you're like, what the heck happened that night? I but it's not just that well, series. The thing is, though, everyone was criticizing LeBron James because I talked to Roland Michael Lammers about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a he's from Akron, but diehard yeah. Cleveland fan. Yeah. And I was like, and I told Roland, look, everyone has a bad night. Even Michael Jordan had a bad night. Yep. Uh, people have bad nights. It's just what happens. Yeah, I mean, but, but LeBron, LeBron, LeBron and he, he got his team to the final. The thing is, you even think about the game that Michael Jordan had the flu. Mm-hmm. He came in and dominated that game, and they won the game because of his play. So, LeBron James hasn't had a game like that, though. He hasn't had, he's had games throughout his play, playoff career that are head scratchers. But if you go back on Michael Jordan's history in the playoffs, name me one game that he played poorly in that was a head-scratching game to you, and then we'll talk. But when you look back at his history, you don't see that. He had dominant games every single time he played in the playoffs. So, you know, LeBron can say all he wants. We can compare him to Michael Jordan every time he goes to the postseason, every time he makes it to the NBA Finals. But I still, I highly doubt that he'll ever surpass Michael Jordan in the ranks of best player to ever play the game. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I mean, to me personally, I just don't think we'll have a Michael Jordan, just like, like another type of player. I mean, there'll be players that'll be close. I mean, Kobe was the closest. He got five titles. Yeah. But, and, and well, the Spurs, we got five as well. But I just, with Tim Duncan, but I don't see anyone getting close to that. Other than five, that's probably the most because the NBA is so hard, especially with the salary cap, mm-hmm. and you have to change your players like every so often. It's 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 difficult. So I just with those great players like Michael Jordan, I just can't see being another one. Just like Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player, probably not gonna be another Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it is. Yeah, I agree. So moving on to NHL, that was a good segue, JT. Uh, we're gonna recap the Eastern and Western Conference Finals games, of course. I'm very happy today. Well, Dylan, why don't you tell us how the Predators got here to the Stanley Cup Finals? The Predators got here by one word. Dominance. Just, they dominated every series they were in. They were very resilient, too. Um, You know, with with us losing Ryan Johansson, he, he was our number one center. We lost Ryan Johansson to injury. In game four of last series against um, the who did we play last series? I you know I forgot. I'm so focused on the final that I <laughs> you, forgot. You swept Chicago in the first round. Chicago, St. Louis you Blues, St. Louis, Anaheim, Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, 
it's Anaheim. Mike um, just said Union <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, when we played them in game four in Nashville. No, game game five. No. Four. No. <laughs> three. Six. No, four. It was no, game four. Game four was in Nashville. Yes. Game five was in Anaheim. When we game played, six when was we in played, <laughs> let's try this again. When we played them in game four, Ryan Johansson got injured. Yes. We thought that was the, the end. Mm-hmm. We thought that we were done for. They won that game. Anaheim did. So then we went to Anaheim. We won that game in game five. Dominant game, by the way. Then we went to game six. And looked like it was going to be a dominant game. Jumped out to a 2-0 lead. They tied it up 2-2. Mm-hmm. We got a goal, got a goal 3-2. The they got a goal, 3-3. And then we scored two empty netters. After we had scored another goal when it was 4-3, we scored two empty netters and won the game 6-3. Very dominant performance. And, we, you know, it looked like the defense really got kicked in in that game because the Ducks were coming at us from all different angles in that game. They were very, they were dominant on the ice. They really were. But our defense decided to shut them down and say, no, 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 no. They said, we're going to the finals instead. So they they kicked out the Ducks, and now we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals and the Eastern Conference. JT, give us a little recap on that one. Oh, really, Dylan? Do I have to do it? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, It's a sore subject. Capitals fans, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm sorry, but I have to do this. i got to give the Pittsburgh Penguins their due. And look, Pittsburgh, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, and if I describe one word to how they got here, to me, it's resilient. This team, look, they came through every adversity you can think of. Okay, the first round, they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, which I thought the Blue Jackets were going to show up and give the Penguins a run for the money. They apparently didn't show up, and the Penguins beat them pretty easily in five games. Okay, then we get to the round two, where we talk about of course, the big rivalry, Ovechkin, Crosby, Penguins, Capitals, so on. Penguins beating the, having their number on the Capitals. And for a while, it looked like the Penguins were going to beat the Capitals in, in five games. But the Capitals, at least for two of those games, they, they showed up in, in uh, game five to keep themselves alive. And in game six, they took it to the house in Pittsburgh and beat them. Five to two, and then game seven, the two best words in sports, game seven. And we're thinking, all right, here we go, here we go. And Pittsburgh, you know, they, they played their best game that night against us, beat us 2 nothing. The Caps, we just didn't show up. And that's another season where we go out and had to move on. And the Penguins, that was serious, was crazy. Of course, we all know what happened with Crosby and the concussion and all that, and the players getting hurt like Sheary and. That boogeyman that always haunts us. Benino, Benino, Benino. But, uh, and Flurry was just out of his mind in that series. So, he did really good to get the Penguins over the hump. And then, they play Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators. And this team, the Ottawa Senators were hot. They were on fire. They were on a great run. Craig Anderson, you, you gotta give that man some uh, credit for everything that man's been through. With, you know, his wife having cancer. And him, you know, fighting through that. And, and dealing with that. And to get to play every game. And, he literally kept the Senators in every game, uh, except Game Five. That was the only game he had a real bad game because they gave up seven goals in that game. Yeah, but the Penguins remember they they were banged up. They, the defensemen, I believe, they only rotated five defensemen in, in the most of the series until Daly came back. Wow! And 
Crosby, you know, I guess the the, the hit with the cushion took him a while to get him going, but he stuck with it. Malkin stepped up, and the Penguins, they they were resilient with all the injuries. Okay, they got through it to the Stanley Cup final. You beat two of the top four teams in the NHL. You you did it to get through that. And you were resilient. And even though Flurry had that bad game, because he had a bad game as well, you went with Murray, who's been resting for basically two rounds, and he's and he's played well. He's played well. So, God give the Penguins their credit. Uh, Vegas has them as the favorites to beat the Predators. Uh, I hope the, the Predators will, you know, have something to say about that. <laughs> but uh, regardless, it should be a fun series. And Pittsburgh, they're out to the Penguins to make history. Because, Dylan, if the Penguins, if they win back-to-back Stanley Cups. They'll be the first team in the salary cap era. Because remember, the Detroit Red Wings, back in 97 and 98, they were the last team to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. And that was when they had no cap, no salary cap. So the Penguins would be the first team in the salary cap era to do that. Wow. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. Um, The Preds and the Pittsburgh Penguins, a crazy series. One thing I will mention, though, on Twitter, I saw last night, I saw you liked my tweet on that when I... Tweeted about uh, when the centers got eliminated, everyone's like, oh, Canada, they're going to have another long drought of not making the Stanley Cup. So I, I was tweeting, well, don't worry, Canada, at least you had teams make the playoffs unlike the season before. Yep. And don't worry, they got the Canadian Premier League, which is soccer, they have that coming up pretty soon. So, but, you know, the Senators and the Maple Leafs, those two teams impressed me the most out of, out of the Canadian teams. And, well, of course, and the Oilers. Yeah. Let's not forget yeah. about them. Yeah. So those three teams, to me, are upcoming teams. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, I think they're pretty sad right now after letting P.K. Subban go. Uh, I'm sure they're upset. I've said a lot about on Twitter about that as well. I'm sure they're upset about that, which, I mean, we're very happy in Nashville. <laughs> we're we're having a great time. I, I'm uh, overjoyed to think that we are going to the Santa Cup Final, and it's because, I mean, a, a big part of it is because having, having P.K. Subban, but I think that it's also because this whole team has stepped up and it's the next man up mentality because of us losing Ryan Johansson last series. We didn't have Mike Fisher for a few games. We didn't have um, Kevin Fiala for that whole series because he got injured the the series before with the St. Louis Blues where he actually broke his leg. So, you know, it's we're very resilient too. So it's going to be interesting to watch this game. It's going to be a very, very competitive series. I don't see it ending um, until game six. I say, I would say it's a game six winner, um, and I still think the Preds are going to win. But, you know, Vegas is saying the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to, you know, duplicate their series they had last year and win again. But Hey, if I'm a bet man, I can't bet against the Penguins. Well. You just, you just can't. After everything that team's been through with the injuries, can't count them out. Well, That's all I got to say. May the best team win. Exactly. That's it. May the best team win. All right, Dylan, before we change topic, let's just talk a little bit about Next season with the NHL, uh, they're going to have Adidas be their jersey sponsor next season. So I'm sure you heard there's been a lot of rumors about some teams might have changed uh, type of different uniforms because of Adidas. So from what I've read, I don't think any teams are anticipating they're going to change their logos, but they'll have different jerseys. Now, the NHL for next season, they said there will be no alternate jerseys. So no third jerseys. So you're only going to have a home and away jersey. Now, the Predators have been rumored that they would have a different or some different types of jerseys they're considering. I don't know. I, I'm sure you love the gold jerseys. Yeah, the gold's great. I love the gold. I hope they don't really 
take away that. I I think most of these changes are minor changes. There are some teams like the Oilers, like you said, that um, are changing it to where their alternate jerseys are becoming their home jerseys, and they're just getting rid of their home jersey, and they're just going to have their home jersey and away jersey. Um, but, you know, it, most of them are minor changes. There aren't really any major changes to logos or anything either. It's just the aesthetics of the of the jersey because it's going from Adidas to, I mean, from Reebok to Adidas. Um, Adidas is a uh, is the parent company to Reebok. I think that's right. Or the other way around. And anyway, they're related somehow. Um, so, you know, Adidas is getting this, the sponsoring rights of the NHL. And, I mean, good for them. That's that's a lot of money for them. They're going to be getting a lot more money next season because there's going to be a lot of fans wanting to get that brand new jersey. And oh, so there are going to be a lot of sales of jerseys coming up, you know, in the fall. Definitely, especially because uh, Adidas, you know, I think the NBA, they're not going to be the sponsor of the NBA jersey anymore. I think that's going to Nike now, I believe. Oh, okay. So... Adidas, yeah, they got the NHL pretty much to themselves, so it'll be pretty interesting. Just a quick minor league hockey update. Uh, the Kelly Cup, which is the ECHL uh, final, they will have the Colorado Eagles take on the South Carolina Stingrays. Of course, th- these are like the minor league teams, and the Stingrays are the affiliate of the uh, Washington Capitals, so it's good to see some of their players uh, getting developed into that league. The East Coast Hockey League, They've they've uh, had some ups and downs in that league, uh, but they've have a it's a pretty solid league. Twenty seven teams, uh, I think the Worcester Whalers and the new team or Railers, excuse me, not Railers, Railers are coming in next season. Of course, that's the same league that the Orlando Solo Bears right down the street here. Mm-hmm. They played in that league as well. They were in the playoffs. They came up short against the Florida Everglades. So, just want to give a quick shout out to them and the ECHL for the final and good luck to the players. And of course. The AHL, their Calder Cup trophy uh, final will get started probably by the time we do our show next week. So I'll do a little shout out for them as well. Sweet. All right, Dylan, anything else before I do my football recap of the week? I think that's it for for hockey. Uh, just go Preds. That's yes, all I got to say. Go Preds. <laughs> You're cheering for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I'm not cheering for the Penguins, man. You want the Penguins to win? I'm a Caps fan. I'm, look, I'm just being logistic, man. Or realistic, not logistic. The, the, the Penguins, and unless Rene can get a bunch of shutouts, mm-hmm. the, the Preds got to go. I know wrong. I, I, I want the Preds to win. I really okay. do. But my guts tell me oh, it's, it's, it's going to be the Penguins again. And if the Penguins win, Ovechkin, forget about it, man. You, you got to win four cups now, and it's not gonna, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be 32 next season. It's not, it's not going to happen. So, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll hmm. be a lot of fun. Yeah, so it will be at a game, so it will get a good experience with that, anyways. Yes, I did get some news though that might not be good. Uh-oh. We'll be going to Nashville next week for mm-hmm. sure. We might not be in the building next week, but we might save money that way. Mm, that's true. There well, are viewing parties in Nashville that we're going to be looking at oh, um, because it's we just got some news from. The director of ticket sales for Nashville Predators. Actually, I was checking my email while you were speaking just a little bit ago. Um, They're sold out. Unfortunately, with a lot of player holds, coaches holds, things like that, they are not able to accommodate tickets. They're not even put. They're supposed to be. They were supposed to be putting general admission tickets on sale tomorrow. Mm-hmm. However, there are no tickets going on sale tomorrow because wow. they've already ran out of tickets for this game. So there were a lot of tickets that were bought by season ticket holders and whatnot, but we'll talk about that after the show. Um, 
we're still going to be enjoying the Nashville nightlife. Um, enjoying, yeah, we'll go to some bar and yes. catch a game or some and, and, and parties. There are going to be big parties happening, too, when we're in Nashville. Um, I know they're going to have a big viewing party on for Game 3. I'm not sure where yet. I know they're going to have some th- something outside of the arena. Um, they were possibly talking about Nissan Stadium, too. So we'll do something. We'll figure it out. It's okay. Or oh. we might be able to get tickets somehow. Who knows? You never know. We'll see. Okay, um, on to your football recap of the week. All right, so just here to recap the latest news in the world of soccer. Just going to do a quick recap of the European leagues as they're starting to wrap up their season. Juventus, they won Serie A in Italy. They have one game remaining, but since they're up 88 points, and their team behind them, AS Roma, only has 84 points. They've clinched that title. It's their sixth title in a row. So, Juventus, they are the champions. In Ligon, which is in France, AS Monaco, they clinched that title in Ligon with 95 points. Their rivals, Paris Saint-Germain, or PSG is the more known as, they finished second with 87 points. Over in the Eredivisie, in Netherlands, Feyenoord, they finished one point ahead of their arch rivals, Ajax. 82 points to Ajax's 81 points to clinch the Eredivisie title. In La Liga, which is in Spain, Real Madrid, who we talked about a few months ago in El Clasico with Barcelona, they finished three points ahead of Barcelona to win La Liga. I'm sure Tony Rafai, my friend, he's very bummed right now, but he's got Copa del Rey to worry about this weekend, so he at least will have an opportunity to cheer on that. And, of course, in England, Chelsea, we talked about them last week, they clinched the Premier League title with 93 points. So they wrapped up, they dominated the Premier League pretty easily. And Bayern Munich, they clinched the Bundesliga title with 82 points. It wasn't even close. They dominated everybody in the German Bundesliga. So those were your European champions. Now to talk about the Europa League final that happened on Wednesday evening over there in Europe. Uh, Manchester United, they won 2-0 in Sweden to defeat Ajax. So I guess you could say Ajax had a had a quick turnaround from losing the title and it had to go and play in the Europa League title. Uh, of course, Manchester, the city of Manchester in general, they're obviously they've had a uh, difficult week with what everything that happened with the bombing in the Manchester Arena on I think the, was it Tuesday, Dylan, when it happened? Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. I think so. Yeah, I yes. think it was Tuesday. So uh, of course, uh, me and Dylan, we both want to extend our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the victims that. Uh, lost their lives in that in that tragedy, and uh, we obviously want the city of, of Manchester to unite, get the community together, and help families, the victims, get through this uh, difficult time. Just to give a quick shout out, though, uh, both Manchester City and Manchester United, they both decided to pitch in 1.3 million. That's they did. It's one uh, million pounds, but wow. in American, that's 1.3 million dollars. That's awesome. To the emergency fund for the victims to help the victims and the families uh, get through this uh, difficult time so big shout out to both Manchester City and Manchester United uh, of course they're big rivalries in that city but those teams have put their rivalry aside to help the city out and that's really awesome so glad to see that uh, Manchester United as I mentioned though a uh, 2 nothing victory Pogba and McTarian got two goals to clinch the victory for them and Manchester United even though they finished sixth in the Premier League they are going to the Champions League next season alright so let's transition to some Orlando City Soccer. So Orlando City, they've been in a tough stretch lately. They, their last game they played on Sunday against 
New York City FC. It was in the Orlando City Stadium. Uh, Orlando City, they lost 3 nothing to the New York City FC. David Villa got two goals. Wallace got a goal. And Orlando City, they struggled in that game. Uh, Kyle Aaron, he had a penalty that he missed. He, he We were down 2 nothing at that point. And Kyle Aaron, if he would have made it, we'd have been 2-1. We probably could have got a draw at least. But Orlando City came up short. And Orlando City, they've been kind of a tough stretch as of late. Uh, they had a, obviously a loss to Houston and a loss to Toronto, a draw against San Jose, and now a loss to New York City FC. They play Minnesota United tomorrow, so we'll see if we can bounce back. They are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference. For Orlando Pride, the women's team, they played on Sunday. They got a 1-1 draw against the Seattle Reign. Uh, Beverly Anna scored for the Seattle Reign, and Marta, she got a goal for the Orlando Pride. The Orlando Pride is slowly moving up the table. They are now currently in 8th place. They will play Sky Blue FC this Sunday at Orlando City Stadium. And a little love to Orlando City, the B team. They beat, this is the reason why they're in my paper this week, because they beat FC Cincinnati, that team that everyone's heard about in the USL that's averaged over like 20,000 fans a game. They beat them 2-0. So Orlando City B team, they are currently in 5th place in the USL Eastern Conference. They will play Charlotte Independence on Sunday. Now, just to give you a, some games to keep your eye out this on for this weekend, of course, tomorrow is the FA Cup final. That's tomorrow, Chelsea-Arsenal. Uh, Chelsea are the favorites. Uh, the reason why I picked that game is because Chelsea, they win, they'll get the double. They win the Premier League and they'll win the FA Cup. For Arsenal, if they lose, that can mean goodbye to Arsene Wenger, even though personally, I believe he's going to stay no matter what. Uh, for MLS... You have the Seattle Sounders. They were taking on Portland Timbers. Of course, that's a big rivalry game. So definitely check that out this weekend. Don't forget to check out the big money game on Monday. This is the championship promotion playoff. Whoever wins this game gets the final spot to get promoted to the Premier League next season. Huddersfield Town will take on Reading. That game will be on Monday around 10 o'clock in the morning. So if you get a chance, check that game out. Of course, in the NHL, please check out the New York Cosmos. They still exist, people. Please go watch them play. They play the San Francisco Deltas. In the NASL, that game will be on tomorrow. USL, please go check out the Tampa Bay Rowdies. They will take on St. Louis FC. And the U.S. Open Cup, they will start back up again this upcoming week. Just to give you some quick games to keep your eye out on for this upcoming week. It starts on May 31st and June 1st. This is round three. The Michigan Bucks will take on St. Louis FC. That will be on May 31st. FC Cincinnati, they will take on Louisville City FC. North Carolina FC takes on Charlotte Independence. Miami FC will take on Tampa Bay Rowdies. And the last one you should keep your eye on, Chicago FC United. They take on Christos FC, the pub team from Baltimore we talked about last week. Yeah. They were going to do an upset. Nice. So watch out for those cup set, people. And a little love to Nashville SC's under 23. They're undefeated so far. So oh, that's a good start. Oh, look at that. Over there at Vanderbilt Football Stadium. So they're doing off to a good start. Do they have a game next weekend? Um, Nashville SC... Under 23, and they do play this weekend, I believe. I this kind of, Like the weekend we'll be there or no? I believe they do play the weekend we are going to be there. I'm oh. not absolutely sure, but I will check the schedule. Let's check that. And I will let you know. Maybe we'll get to go check out a Nashville SC under 23 game. There you go. There you go. Um, we can if, try to see if we can arrange, might arrange something. Yeah, we'll see of course. What happens. We'll you know, see. We, we don't get to see the Preds. At least we can see 
uh, at the game at least. There you, you know? go. Yeah, something. Or maybe Nashville Sounds. Maybe they're playing. We might go see them too. You never know. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll figure something. We'll out. keep our options open. But anyway, that concludes <laughs> my football recap of the week. So this is what happens when you find out things in real time. I know it's not real time for you listening right now. It's real time for us as we're recording this. So this is what happens, people. Um, just you learn to roll with the punches. Anyway, we have some miscellaneous news. Um, so, JT, do you think Dave Price will be back for the Red Sox uh, anytime soon? Well, last I heard, he's been doing some uh, rehab assignments over in the minor leagues right now, trying to get himself back with a team. I know on ESPN they were talking about is, is he getting if they're breaking down David Price, is he not gonna be able to come back? Who knows? And the Red Sox they're going up a little slow right now. I believe I think the Yankees right now are the top team in the AL East right now in Major League Baseball. So we'll see if the Red Sox can turn around with David Price. But at least for last night, they Red Sox they made history last night as five Red Sox pitchers uh, combined to tie a major league record with uh, with a record for strikeouts. They struck out 20 Rangers, Texas Rangers hitters in last night's game. Wow, that's crazy. So if, if 20 per I think pitcher? It, no, I think it, no, I think it's 20 to the total combined. Okay, like the five pitchers overall, they okay. had 20 strikeouts. That's awesome. That's really cool. Huh. So maybe that will get the Red Sox going. Don't know, but. The more we'll you know. See, we'll see. I mean, as a, anything else in baseball, we know the Nationals are still killing up in the NL East. Yeah. And we're getting close to that summer break. The All-Star game's going to be coming up pretty soon. Very soon. It's so weird to think that baseball's just in the middle of it. I mean, it's I haven't even been focusing on baseball because the Stanley Cup Finals are on. But it's, yeah, still. Well, now they are. But Now when we're going to approach June, so when baseball and the Stanley Cup Final baseball, basketball, excuse me, Wrong base, wrong, wrong, wrong base, sport, wrong, base wrong sport, ball, wrong ball. There you go. But uh, when basketball and hockey is over, all we got is baseball. Yeah, true. There's no World Cup this year. True. Uh, no any other big international sport, no Olympics, nothing like that. So it's either you watch baseball or go watch some Orlando City soccer. There you go. Until the magic get going. Orlando so. City soccer, baby. That's it. Anyway, um, let's go to our segments for the week. So Here's winners and losers. and losers. JT, I will allow you to go first. All right, Dylan. Well, my winner for this week, got to go with Jose Mourinho, the head coach for Manchester United. Uh, everyone knew the expectations for Manchester United, and that was to qualify for the UEFA Champions League this season. Now, I know Manchester United, we, we didn't, we didn't do well this season in the Premier League. We finished sixth place. We had a record like with ties. We were at like a 25-game unbeaten streak. And we had a lot of draws at home. So Manchester United just really struggled this season. But I think a lot of Manchester United fans were forgiving because this is his first season. It's a turnover season. We spent a lot of money. We're going to probably spend more money next season to get Griezmann and some other players. But Jordan Reno, he, he did it. He got the job done. He, we, he put all his money on the Europa League which a lot of teams don't care about, but if you know you have a chance to qualify for Champions League, you better care about it. So he put all his eggs in that game, and and, and we did it. We won 2 nothing to win that game to uh, to clinch the Champions League football next season. So that's definitely good news for Manchester United and good for Jose Mourinho. Hoping next season will be a lot better because we got to start getting... Even though we won the trouble, we won the Community Shield, we won the uh, League Cup, and now we won the Europa League. Not the trouble you really want, but it's a start. So yeah, hopefully next yeah. season, 
they'll continue on that. My loser for this week, well, the guy I talked about earlier, Victor Cruz, going to the Bears. And like I mentioned earlier, Victor Cruz, my only concern is, who's is he going to catch a lot of balls from either uh, Trubisky or Mike Glennon this season? I mean, the quarterback situation, you just don't know. What if they get hurt and you're just not catching the ball and you're getting frustrated and next thing you know, you get traded to another team like we saw with Randy Moss. It's yeah. what happened to him with the Vikings. Yeah. It didn't work out. Can't get the ball much. He went to the Titans and now it's a disaster with, so with us. So uh, I'm worried that something similar might happen to Victor Cruz, but I hope I'm wrong. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Anyway, Dylan, who are your winners and losers this week? My winners and losers this week. My first one is the winner, and I'm going to go with Kevin Durant for finally making it to the NBA Finals. And Kevin, all I have to say to you is seal the deal, okay? Go out here, play with all your heart, play 110% every single night because you're going to have to do that to win the series and get a ring. That's that's all I can say. I mean, he deserves a ring. He was dominant in OKC. Um, never had the opportunity to play for the stand, for the um, NBA championship. So, you know, uh, I think that it's about time for him to get a ring. Wait, didn't he win an NBA final with Oklahoma City Thunder, though? He might have. You know I what? I his first I, year. Or maybe it was 30. I can't remember. But I, I remember the Thunder played the Heat. In the final. Well, he... And the heat, that, the heat won. The Heat won. Well, he at least played in the final, but he hasn't won a final That's yet. That's true. He That's hasn't true. got a ring yet. He didn't have so a chance to win one. You're he right. He needs to have that chance to win the, the ring. And, you know, he'll, he. I think that he has a very good chance of winning it this year uh, against the Ca- Cleveland Cavaliers. So, Kevin, we're rooting for you because I don't want LeBron to win another one. My losers this week. First, Hingle McCringleberry because he still can't pump thrice. <laughs> do you not get that? JT. Sorry, man. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long day. <laughs> Key and Peel. do you not watch that show? Hingle McCringleberry was a made-up character by Keegan-Michael Key that during his football celebration, he couldn't pump three times. He could only pump twice and with his man part. Okay, never mind. Um, so th- Where my, are we going uh, with this? My thing? other losers. <laughs> my other losers. Um, Ryan Suter. Jimmy, VZ, and the Montreal Canadiens. Because guess what? You guys aren't going to the Stanley Cup because we are. <laughs> National Predators are going there. We have the chance to hoist the cup in Nashville. And Ryan, sucks for you, bro. You should have stayed with Nashville when you had the chance. Jimmy, you should have come to Nashville last season and played with us last season to play in the playoffs, first of all. And second of all, you would have probably been on our team right now and competing for the Stanley Cup. So congrats to you for picking the Rangers and three Montreal Canadians. You traded away PK Subban. I'm sorry to say that was a mistake and we are gladly going to accept PK Subban into the national family and hopefully he'll stay for a few more. I mean, I'm sure he's going to stay for a few more years, but um, whenever the supplemental draft happens for Las Vegas, I've heard that there's some craziness that might be going on. So We'll see who heads that way from Nashville. But rest assured, I believe P.K. Subban is safe in Nashville. So those are my winners and losers for this week. Now on to final thoughts. JT, your final thoughts. Well, I'm going to conclude my final thoughts with uh, a shout-out to This is Cosmos Country. This is Cosmos Country. It's a podcast show um, that covers New York Cosmos. And I've 
only listened to her show, I believe, for about a year, but they announced earlier in the week that they were going to shut down their, their podcast and their coverage for the New York Cosmos. Don't know the whole details other than what was reported on Empire Soccer. They were talking about, apparently, uh, the podcast. The, I love the podcast because I felt the guys, uh, Luis and Louis and uh, Nick, they, 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 talk, they love the Cosmos and they talk about their, their passion for for the the team and they're they're very honest with their opinions. Sometimes people may think it's negative, but I, I even though I'm not a Cosmos fan, I I just enjoy hearing about the team and hearing the updates. And the big deal was the Cosmos they lost their Open Cup match to Reading Reading United AC last week. We talked about last week, and then they went to go play a friendly in Saudi Arabia against Al Hilal, which is like the top Saudi Arabian Premier League team. So they were making a big deal because. One, because of the timing. Because even I was like, why are you going to miss one of your games, your league games, to go play a friendly? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You should do it in the summer. So they went there, and the connection with with um, with the Cosmos is they, they were part owned by Cell Sports, which is which has the association with um, Seamus O'Brien. And they were very critical about that. And you can understand why. I mean, it's just like last year when they missed the league game to go to postpone the league game to go play in Vegas for a friendly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Cosmos, uh, apparently what happened was uh, uh, Luis Hernandez, he got a phone call from uh, Joe Barone, who's the commissioner of the NPSL, but it has his friends with Rocco Camisa, who's the owner of the Cosmos. So what he did was he basically called him and he was very angry. And I guess uh, Luis and... Nick, they, they all felt threatened. I mean, I don't know if it was a threat or something from what they said, but, you know, it's unfortunate that, what, what the Cosmos, that you saved them from the brink of death, and now you're going to treat your fans by, by or your people who cover your team by threatening them just because they give you an honest opinion you don't like? Like, come on, guys. You need to get a shell and, and, and deal with it, man. When, when It's like when your team is great, you're going to get praised and all that, but when your teams are losing games... Or you're tanking, like we've seen what's going on in the NBA, you're going to get criticized. you you got to learn to deal with it. And I know the Cosmos are a minor league team in the NHL, and they're trying to get their situation all figured out. But, look, don't burn your fans. Don't burn the people who love this team. And those guys love that team. So I'm going to miss the show. Just want to give them a shout-out. So just going to say real quick, Lewis, Nick, uh, Ian Calderon, Steve Hamlin, um, Jordan Jacobson, Rich Gallagher, uh, Mike Chamel, just want to give all you guys a, an applause, you know, hard work, you know, I really enjoy the show, and I wish you guys the best of luck in your future endeavors, and we love you all, we're going to miss you guys. Good same luck. here, same here, yeah, best of luck to you guys, and my final thoughts this week go out to the Nashville Predators, of course, um, so you're... Well, they're in the second final, so yes. it's not surprising. Yes, <laughs> so Nashville, I'm going to talk very frankly with you, you are playing for the Stanley Cup championship the stanley cup can be yours if you win four more games that's all you need to win four more games and it's yours so go out there show pittsburgh what you're worth show pittsburgh what smashville is really about and at the end of the season at the end of the day you better be hoisting that stanley cup because nashville wants it bring it home to us and good luck in the series I have a very, very good feeling about the series, and I can't wait to see what Nashville does when we get the Stanley Cup. I can't wait to see the parade. If we get a parade for the Stanley Cup final, 
Could you imagine how well that parade is going to be received in Nashville? It would be crazy. Absolute crazy. Anyway, so thanks for listening to the show today, this week, guys. Um, you can follow us on our social media accounts. Twitter is OOB Podcast. Facebook is OOB Podcast as well. And also our website, outofboundspodcast.com. You can always email me, Dylan, at outofboundspodcast.com. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. And JT, what are your handles? My Twitter handle is, you can reach me out on Twitter. That's the easiest way to reach out to me. It's what it's uh, JT Saka 88. That's J-T-S-O-C-K-88. You can also reach out to me on my email. That's J-T at outofboundspodcast.com. And you can also reach out to me on my personal blog. It's www.jtthesportsguy.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to our show this week, guys. Um, please go on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. Rate our show with five stars. Give us suggestions. Give us feedback. Email us if you'd like to to give us some more ideas for segments we can do on the show, ideas for topics we can talk about on the show. We're always listening to you guys, and thank you so much for listening to us once again. Please rate us, and we will see you next week. 